are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and, of course, where they are now. So... What is happening, everybody? I hope everybody's having a great day so far. Um, man, outside it's kind of chilly again, but the weather is kind of nice, so you can definitely tell that spring is finally coming. And then, actually, I don't think we're going to be having any more days of snow, at least for the next couple of weeks, which is phenomenal. I mean, in two weeks, it's going to be the official start of spring, like, what is it, March 20th or March 21st, which is my favorite time of the year and also i would like to take this um platform and um chance to say a um happy happy persian new year actually to all all my fellow persians out there um which is actually on the first day of um spring so yes uh, i wanted to use this opportunity to give a big shout out to all my people out there but uh one thing that we know for sure is that and i think i did talk about this in our previous episode but with good weather, you know that a lot of great events, especially combat sports events, are coming, which is actually true uh, because this past weekend we already had UFC 248 take place, which uh, a lot of um, interesting things rather went down and... Uh, some controversies, some surprises, some things that people didn't necessarily like went down, specifically with the main event of the evening. So we're going to be reminiscing and, uh, again, further breaking down all those things that went down on Saturday night for UFC 248. But uh, like I was saying, uh, we have a lot of great events happening. However, I do want to give a big heads up uh, with regards to, I mean, let's not, let's not be blinded and oblivious to some of the things that are happening around the globe right now, of course, the COVID-19 outbreak all around the world and it's um, an indication as a pandemic by the WHO. It is definitely something that needs to be taken seriously. So seriously, it's been taken actually that the NBA has canceled and this was just announced yesterday, last night. Um, it was uh, The NBA announced that it will be canceling the rest of its season uh, which is, of course, for the best uh, for the best interest of everybody, including all the players, all the athletes, all the fans as well. Again, as sports fans, you always love to watch the events, but what can you do when things like that actually come up? And uh, your health, ha- your health and safety has to be above everything else. So, I definitely, personally, do appreciate the decision that was made by the NBA. But the question arises, especially as combat sports fans, the main question that arises is: Are all the events that have been scheduled for at least the next couple of months, and for the events that have been scheduled to take place over the summer? Are those events going to be canceled as well indefinitely until things, you know, uh, you know, calm down uh, with regards to the coronavirus and all that? 
And as of now, like, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm no predictor of what's going to happen in the future because th because things are actually changing hour by hour, day by day. So I cannot say for sure if those things are going to be happening, if we're actually going to be having cancellation of events when it comes to the UFC, when it comes to boxing events, when it comes to Bellator. Uh, as much as I want to say, I really hope not. Um, this is one of those instances that, I, like I said, safety and health of everybody comes above all other things. So uh, I wish all the best uh, to all athletes out there, all fighters out there, and honestly, all people out there who who are out there in the society. They might be exposed to um, this um, horrible virus, and I hope that everybody takes care of themselves so that they, uh, to the extent that they can, they can prevent the occurrence of this um, um, sickness in the first place. So you guys take care of yourselves out there. Uh, make sure that you sanitize as much as you can and um, just try to take as much preventative measures as possible. So like I said, you know, we don't, we're not really sure if some events are actually going to take place in the UFC, which is kind of disappointing. But at least for what we know as of this point is that um, some of these things, you know, they've actually been um, pre Pre-moded uh, or uh, promoted, rather, um, the pre-marketed—that's what I wanted to say—with uh, regards to some of the biggest uh, mixed martial arts events that are supposed to be happening as of next month. And by that, of course, I mean UFC 2 249, which is going to be headlined by the most anticipated bout of um, the car like the modern era of mixed martial arts, I, I should say, and that is. The championship fight between Khabib Nurmagomedov, the current lightweight champion at the UFC, and uh, the former interim lightweight champion at the UFC, Tony Ferguson. And having said that, that fight is, I believe, happening on April 18th. Um, uh, like I said, we're not sure what's actually going to happen, but it is coming up pretty soon. And actually, as of last weekend, the two had their very first press conference and a lot of things went down. So uh, one thing that we know for sure is that this fight is um, coming up in a matter of... Yeah, actually, like in a month, which is unbelievable because it is arguably one of the most exciting fights of uh, the past uh, a few years. And I'm personally looking forward to watching it for sure. And I hope everything goes down as planned and scheduled. So fingers crossed. Anyway, so that is mainly what we have coming up for this week. We're going to be reminiscing about UFC 248 and also talking a little bit about UFC 249 um, and some of the things that went down. Um, outside the octagon actually in UFC 248 like on the night of UFC 248 some of the drama that has gone down and everybody's talking about it and also if we have enough time we're going to be breaking down uh, some of the fights that are supposed to be happening for UFC Fight Nights for this Saturday, actually, March 14th. And this one is actually going to be headlined by a great bout a great um, a lightweight bout actually between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira. Okay, so this fight is going to be really, really exciting. I will definitely recommend all of you guys to catch up with it, even if we don't have enough time to break it down. Uh, it is actually happening in Brazil, so we have a lot of uh, Brazilian talent uh, being featured on at least the main card of this um, UFC fight night in Brazil. So yes, make sure that you catch up with it. But now, finally, after giving you guys much preview of this week's episode, let's get started. All right, so... 
getting started with um, actually yes I do want to talk a little bit about the press conference the very first press conference uh, for the fight between Khabib and Tony Ferguson I, I watched it live because I was just so so excited about what what would have actually gone down between these two guys and uh, if you if you have been catching up uh, with your MMA um, headlines and have been watching the drama that has unfolded between Khabib and Tony Ferguson for the past few years I should say you probably know that this is going to be the fifth time that Khabib and Tony Ferguson have been scheduled to fight each other so for the past times that the two have been scheduled to fight each other things couldn't work out because of Tony Ferguson getting injured things going down with Khabib just many things going down like people not being able to make weight and uh, fights being cancelled all those things, injuries and fight camp, all that so hopefully for this fight uh, fingers crossed again, I really hope that things go down as planned like I said, this is the 5th time that they've been scheduled to fight each other so let's break the curse and finally make it happen so because of all those things and and actually um so because of other things that are extra and make this fight super exciting i'm sure everybody out there in the world of combat sports is looking forward to this fight i cannot think of a fight that has um received this much media attention at least when it comes to the lightweight um division a fight that didn't feature like a superstar um fighter that has received this much attention uh by the fans and actually by other like um uh, the outer circle of fans which i would call casual fans so people that don't usually watch mma but they're actually seriously excited about this upcoming fight between khabib and tony ferguson uh so like i said it's going to be really really exciting and thank got even more exciting after the press conference that these two guys had on Friday night um, Tony Ferguson he's actually been absent uh, from um, uh, from media and all that stuff um, because of uh, the injury that he had with regards to a ligament in his knee so he tore I believe it was his ACL uh, and because of that, he had to go through a surgery, a procedure, which um, laid him off for uh, a, a good few years. And actually, that's one of the main reasons why we didn't have um, another fight between Khabib and Tony Ferguson in the meanwhile. Have, you know, having said, uh, having talked about the meanwhile aspect of things... Khabib has gained so much experience and has scored so many extra wins on his professional career while Tony Ferguson was out of the game, while he was injured and uh, in rehab to recover from that knee surgery that he had. In the meanwhile, Khabib fought guys like like Al Quinta. He fought guys like um, Dustin Poirier. He fought Conor McGregor and he fought him twice, as a matter of fact. And uh, things were... Actually, did they fight twice? I might be having a brain fart right now. But uh, all I do know is that Khabib scored uh, some of the best wins of his professional career. He defeated um, uh, the guys that were claiming that they were going to be the one to defeat Khabib Nurmagomedov after such a long time but unfortunately they were unsuccessful and Khabib having those fights on his professional career he showed to the world that hey there's a reason why he's a champion there's a reason why he's 28 and 0 on his professional career he is undefeated um, so far in his professional career which is something uh, rather unprecedented like even with top contenders people like Conor McGregor 
um, so many other people. You would you would see at least a couple of losses on their professional record. But Khabib is one in a kind, one in a million. Honestly, when you do think about um, the, the perfect record that he has at this point of his career, and it's just unbelievable. So, like I was saying, Khabib has gotten so much better since the past times that he was scheduled to fight Tony Ferguson, but it, it, but things weren't successful. So I feel like Khabib overall has become such a better fighter, and he's definitely someone that um, his opponents, if they're Tony Ferguson or not, they have to be scared of what Khabib can actually uh, present to them on fight night and some of the challenges that might be thrown towards them by Khabib on fight night. So, having said that, I think it will be a little bit unfair if we said all those great things about Khabib and not praise Tony Ferguson. Because, listen, there's a reason why when you bring up the name of Tony Ferguson and the lightweight division in the UFC, you'll almost get chill, especially as someone who's been watching the game for so many years, you'll almost instantaneously get chills all throughout your body when you hear the name of Tony Ferguson or if you hear like a fight announcement for Tony Ferguson and this is because Tony Ferguson is is like no other fighter if you do um listen to interviews uh that some of his coaches um for for instance his jiu-jitsu coach Eddie Bravo has given to uh, media you'll hear things like Tony Ferguson never takes a day off of training. Tony Ferguson never gets tired. Tony Ferguson will keep going and going and going. And it doesn't matter how many hours he's been training in a certain day. He'll he'll just never stop. He will treat his training as if he's just playing a game because he genuinely and truly enjoys training for fights. He's always in shape and uh, because of all those things and also because of the fact that if you do look back and watch some of his training videos, his training methods are like no other. And I say this because he uses some traditional kung fu um drills I should say like if you I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Wing Chun dummy which is like a wooden um, almost statue that you would have in front of you and you will practice um, like kung fu drills with it so that is actually something that Tony Ferguson regularly trains with and I, I can't think of anybody else currently pr- like practicing and fighting MMA that like regularly utilizes that um, that drill and that dummy like the Wing Chun dummy but so far is shown to help him a lot especially when it comes to throwing combinations and his fights he's been using it for so many years but other than that there's so many other things that uh, make Tony Ferguson a very uh, distinguishable fighter overall in the entire roster of um, the UFC so again, I'm um, talking about some of the other things that Tony Ferguson possesses that I, I, I dare say none of the previous fighters that Khabib has fought would have these qualities. These include the the like the the fact that Tony Ferguson wouldn't ever get tired. He has such great stamina and such great cardio, even if he has to fight two fights, like a full 25 minute fight. 
times two in one night, I'm sure he's able to accomplish that because of how uh, intirable, if if that's the word for it, like he does not get exhausted at all. And that is one quality that Tony Ferguson has and something that other people rarely have. And definitely something that is going to come um, into, into his advantage on fight night, especially against Khabib. And I say this, and I hope you guys are following along because there, if, if you let me talk about Tony Ferguson versus Khabib, I can talk until the next morning, okay? So I really hope that all the things that I'm saying do make sense and that I'm putting out at least the most important things that you guys need to know um, for this upcoming fight. Um, so what I wanted to say was that, uh, yes, Tony Ferguson does not get tired. And I think that is something that is going to surely, for sure, challenge Khabib in this upcoming fight. And this is because Khabib, we all know he's a very, very well-rounded wrestler. And he tends to win his fights. Um, if he doesn't finish his opponents in a fight, he does. He tends to win his fights through decision by um, attempting as many takedowns as possible so that he can take down his opponents. He can mull them over, honestly, with ground and pounds on the ground. It completely exhausts and tire out his opponents on the ground so that they wouldn't have enough energy in the upcoming rounds and in the upcoming minutes of the fight to defend themselves properly properly or that they wouldn't have enough energy and gas to come forward with um, offensive ta uh, techniques. So that is something that Khabib has surely uh, been taking advantage of for his um, at least most of his fights. And I think that is something that um, he's going to be having a lot of trouble with specifically for this fight because of the fact that Tony Ferguson doesn't matter if you run him over with a tractor. He does not get tired, man. He does not. Even if he's absorbing so many shots and he's absorbing a lot of damage, he will not get tired. And that is something that Khabib needs to think through um, and come up with alternatives and plan B's to potentially counteract um, some of those things that Tony Ferguson is going to be, some of those challenges that Tony Ferguson is going to be throwing towards him. So because of all those things, you guys, I'm already like so hyped up for this upcoming fight. It is. I really wish that we had it earlier. Um, I wish um, the UFC at least would make it happen a little bit earlier because of all the things uh, like uh, the shutting down of public events and all that, specifically in the U.S. as well, with the growing um, uh, growing number uh, of cases of the COVID-19 and all that. I really hope we would get better with regards to our preventative measures and all those things, but listen, um, hopefully we'll have this fight happen because like I said, because of all those things that I just said for the past like 15 minutes, it is going to be one interesting fight to watch. It is going to be the fight of at least the fight, the, the past five years, uh, because that's just how big of a fight it's going to be. So Khabib versus Tony Ferguson is supposed to be happening on April 18th UFC 249 all right and the animosity honestly talking about the press conference that already took place last week the animosity has gone up so much the guys hate each other's guts
guts. And uh, Tony Ferguson, he brought his old UFC belt, although he's not the champion even anymore. He brought it over, claims to be the champion, like the true champion. And Khabib, actually, interestingly enough, for the first time ever, we saw Khabib Nurmagomedov lose his cool in a press conference. Like, even in the fights and the press conferences that he had against Conor McGregor, he wouldn't lose his cool like that. But in this particular press conference for Tony Ferguson, he actually got a little bit mad. And when they were facing off, he kicked off Tony Ferguson's belt that was actually on the ground. And that just shows how how angry and mad uh, Khabib is at Tony Ferguson and how bad he actually wants to beat him in a fight. So because of all those things, you guys, I really hope that we get to see this fight on April 18th. Uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully everything goes down as scheduled. But enough of that. I really do want to talk about UFC 248 already t- uh, having taken place on Saturday night. You guys, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Now, right off the bat, I'm just going to say it. It could have gone so much better given that both guys delivered a little bit of more action, were a little bit more dynamic, um, specifically on behalf of the challenger, Yoel Romero. So when the fight started, um, things were starting at a very slow pace. It looked like Yoel Romero wanted Israel Adesanya to take initiative and be offensive in the fight so that he can throw really nasty counter shots so that one of his shots would potentially clip Israel Adesanya and that he would potentially get knocked out. However, being the champion that being the champion and the wise fighter that Israel Adesanya is, of course you're not going to like um uh, actually do the things that your opponent wants you to do because that would be in your disadvantage so much. So what he did was the exact opposite of what Yoel actually expected. He stayed on the outside, you know, being the taller fighter, he has long limbs, so he can easily establish this long range between himself and Yoel Romero. So that's exactly what he did. He was throwing shots from the outside. He was picking and choosing his shots so that he wouldn't completely exhaust and, um, and tire out himself. But he was still throwing shots. And actually, some of the shots that he was throwing and were being most effective were leg kicks. And they were being so effective that they um, slowed down uh, Yoel Romero even even more, which was surprising. Um, He was throwing nasty, nasty shots and kicks to Yoel Romero's thigh. And his thigh started swelling up and getting red and red and red. And uh, things weren't good for Yoel Romero for sure. So, yes, it was a little bit disappointing and did last the full 25 minutes, but nothing significant really went down. You know, being the fighter that um, Yoel Romero usually is, I would have expected him to be a little bit more explosive in this fight. I do understand what he was coming from, though, because when you're that as muscular and as explosive and powerful as Yoel Romero, you really want to expand your energy when the time is right. You don't want to expand all of your energy in the beginning of the fight and you don't want to be completely gassed out for the remaining um, rounds. So you, you really have to pick and choose your shots, but also show the judges that you're doing enough work, even if the fight does last the, the full time. And if the decision has to be um, like the decision has to go to the hands of the judges, you still have to prove yourself to the judges um, so that they would actually score um, rounds in favor of you. 
you can't just wait on the outside and wait for the opportunity, the right opportunity to present itself to you. That's not how the game works, unfortunately. And I feel like having done that, now the UFC is never going to give Yoel Romero another title shot. I feel like this was his only shot. And I felt like he was so motivated to go out there and accomplish the thing, but unfortunately not. And it's okay, like things do go down, things happen mentally, physically, it can, it can be anything. Um, and honestly, it's not the end of the world. I hope that Yoel Romero still continues to um, have high motivations and have high hopes for himself so that he can once again, like redeem himself with uh, upcoming fights and that um, uh, hopefully, potentially, we will get to see more um, great fights from Yoel Romero. And uh, a lot of people out there, I've been reading a lot of comments from the fans and a lot of um, uh, sport um, enthusiasts, rather. And they've been saying that, oh, it was also because of um, Israel Adesanya that the fight didn't go um, uh, as fast and it wasn't as high-paced. And, you know, as the champion, you, you have everything to lose. So you will do everything necessary to protect your belt. As a, as a champion, you you don't necessarily have to go out and sh like put on a good performance for everybody and put on a good show. You know, as long as the belt is all that you care about, as long as you know that you're doing just enough to maintain the belt and not at least lose it to your opponent. That is that is completely logical, although it's not necessarily something that the fans or the viewers would enjoy. But again, totally understandable for both parties. Um, and again, things do go down sometimes, or maybe they don't. Uh, for Gualt Romero, we had higher expectations, but unfortunately, uh, it, it was what it was um, on fight nights. Hopefully, we we, bet, we wish all the best uh, to both Gualt Romero and Israel Adesanya, and hopefully we get to see more exciting fights by both of them. Anyway, so that was the main event, but the co-main event was a completely different story. Zhang Guili versus former strawweight champion, um, Yuan Young Jajak. So Zhang Guili being the current strawweight champion um, in the UFC, she performed so, so well. And so did Yuan Young Jajak. The ladies put on such a great performance. They did not hold back, not even a single shot. They were throwing so uh, they were throwing the shots so hard, not holding back anything at all, not playing it cautious at all. And specifically for Yoana Yonjajic too, she showed that she wanted it so bad to regain the belt for herself that she wouldn't even care about properly defending the shots that were coming towards her by Jean Wei Li. And, I mean, things got so bad for her, like, in, in regards to the deformities of her face and her forehead. Um, there was a big, big um, hematoma on her forehead. And I think also one of her cheeks started swelling up. I hope, I'm not sure about uh, the exact details of her injuries. I hope she's doing well so far. There haven't been any um, reports on if Joanna Yonjacek has been hospitalized seriously or not. She looked okay. She just has to... Um, uh, like uh, put cold press on her hematomas so that they heal faster. But um, just by looking at her face and the amount of um, injuries that were that were absorbed by Yona Yanjajek, that showed you how hard and how bad she wanted to go out there, 
redeem herself, redeem herself, and put on a good performance for the fans. So shout out to both ladies, shout out to both Joanna and Zhang Weili for putting on such a great performance on Fight Nights. Um, it was definitely very, very exciting to watch, and I wish all the best to both of these ladies. But anyhow, um, that was for your main event of the coin event of UFC 248. There were so many other great fights that took place. Um, on that whole fight card, talking about giving uh, special shout outs to Benil Daryush and also uh, Sean O'Malley for uh, getting the performance of the night bonuses because their performance was just so, so um, uh, delightful and it was really, really exciting to watch. But other than that, it was a great night and uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it definitely lived up to the hype, at least for some of the fights, although the main event was a little bit disappointing, but it was it's still OK. It is what it is, you know. Anyhow, oh goodness, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week, everybody. Uh, yes, uh, for the upcoming weeks, we'll try to slowly break down the fights that are supposed to be happening for UFC 249. And we'll let you know if anything comes up with regards to cancellation of events for the UFC with the whole coronavirus um, outbreaks. All throughout the world but hopefully not um, having said that you guys make sure that you take care of yourself make sure that you take as much preventative uh, preventative measures to make sure that you stay healthy and yeah guys your health and safety is above everything else but uh in case you're bored you're staying at home and you want to catch up with our previous episodes make sure you go to cfru.ca or you can also get a soundcloud and itunes and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out peace out